0: Welcome back to another episode of season five of the RAG podcast. As you guys know by now, this is the number one podcast across the recruitment sector globally. And we've always been on a mission to help recruitment agencies grow by interviewing founders and telling their stories of success from startup all the way to scale up and exit. Well, this season we're a little bit different how do you as a recruitment leader and founder maintain your family and friendships whilst being the best person at work how do you stay physically fit mentally and emotionally and how do you find time for yourself in the madness how do you find time for self-interest for hobbies and self improvement well to help you with this i'm going to be interviewing someone every single week That can demonstrate experience in one or more of these areas. So, I'm going to talk to recruitment founders and also some experts from outside the industry who can deep dive into things like relationships and health and well being. So, sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello, and welcome back to the Rag Podcast. I'm hoping everyone listening is doing well. It is the beginning of March. I'm back from Dubai. If you're watching, tell i've caught a little bit of sun which happens in two weeks in the uae um but uh i'm buzzing to be back excited to be recording and um on today's show i've got an interesting one it's not the longest episode we've ever had but i'm uh i'm planning on i'm interviewing leisha holmes leisha you may know you may not i interviewed her on the show about 18 months ago and leisha is the founder of key recruitment and is also the host of another podcast called the recruiter's recruitment podcast which is uh, a sponsored by hawksaw media um And I love Leisha. She's a friend of Hoxo. She's been through my academy. We've got such a strong relationship. She refers a lot of business our way. Um, And today I wanted to talk about a couple of things. So mainly, I mean, obviously I want to talk about what she's been up to in the last 18 months and how her rec to rec business has scaled off the back of, um, and I don't mean scaled in headcount, I mean scaled in revenue and performance off the back of her social media work with us. So the things we've taught her on LinkedIn have, have, have accelerated her brand and people all over the world now know who she is. Um, but also <clears throat> sadly, in, in late 2021, so in October last year, Leisha's father passed away. And when she told me about it, she literally let me know. I think it was I don't know, 15th or so of, of October, um, that her dad w- was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and he died within 10 days. He was dead. I think he died on the 29th, um, or 21st, sorry, of October. Um, and I mean I was devastated for Leisha. Um, and then we spoke about it afterwards and In uh, in the aftermath, what we've realized is that pancreatic cancer is one of the hardest to diagnose. Um, I think there's only 5% of people live longer than live live to see five years after being diagnosed. And the reason is it doesn't show up many symptoms. And um, we wanted to raise awareness of this horrific uh, disease. And also, we're doing something pretty special um, later this month uh, in April, to raise awareness and funds. So I want to introduce Leisha Holmes without further ado. So Alicia, welcome back to the RAG podcast.
1: Well, thank you very much for inviting me back onto the RAG podcast. How are you? My
0: pleasure. I'm fine. Thanks. I'm fine. Well, I'm feeling a bit coffee, a bit sick. I did tell you, I think I might have COVID. I've got a suspect a suspected COVID, um, but right now I'm all right. I'm still working away. I know it's one of those things, isn't it? When people ask you, how are you? Are you supposed to tell them or do you have yeah. to say I'm not bad?
1: Oh, not just bad. be genuine about it. If you're not great, tell the person you're not great. If you're great, tell them you're great
0: very true very true but it has been obviously we speak a lot and you do a lot of work with us and we sponsor your show which is amazing we can talk about um but it has been (laughs) it was the summer i think it was september august september 2020 when we had you on the rag for the first time i was in i think i was in ibiza at the time i'd just left london my life was in an absolute mess bit of turmoil um and uh We connected and it was it was great. But where have you? What's happened to you since then? So how you you seem to be absolutely everywhere right
1: now. Well, that's testament to uh, Hoxo's uh, methodology. It's as simple as that. But we'll come back to that. I know we will. Mm. I think it was earlier than that. I think it was maybe July 2020 because I do remember it being really hot. But anyway, that's immaterial. Mm. Um, Yeah, if you think about where we all were, the world was in turmoil. Oh, actually, wait, we are still in turmoil. Um, But I think in terms of the recruitment industry, it had never experienced anything like it um obviously i've worked through recessions i've been in recruitment 20, over 20 years but it had literally as an industry we'd never seen anything like it and i think you know if i think what journey most of uh, your audience which is my audience it's recruitment business owners recruitment consultants all across the globe what yeah. we've done is remarkable and mm-hmm. um, the personal journey that we've probably all been on um i think i just have a survival mode which when you and I were speaking in 2020 it totally kicked in I mean it kicked in mm. quite quickly I think when you're self-employed when you're I mean I am a solo single parent I'm the yeah, only parent yeah. so I just on so many levels 2020 I actually you know parking aside you know the tragedy of, of so many people losing their lives to COVID and the mental health pandemic that's come from it on a personal level it has absolutely transformed my personal brand and I am actually really grateful for the journey that I put myself on, including Hoxo. You know, for me, I, that's why I feel such a proud ambassador for what you <clears throat> do and why I feel really comfortable recommending what the content does for your personal brand. And But on a personal level, you know, I just think, you know, I dug deep and I've got amazing people around me. I've got, you know, you, I think when you go through any adversity, regardless of, you know, who you are what you do you surround yourself with the right people you will get through anything that's human mm. nature isn't
0: it to do that so- remind me remind the audience who, what your business is you're a rector but a bit more about the actual company.
1: Yeah, so key recruitment. I set it up when my eldest daughter was born, in, um so she was nearly one. Two thousand and five. The world was not flexible then. There was no such thing as flexible working. There was no such thing as part time in recruitment at all. Mm-hmm. And my employer at the time, who I know significantly have changed this since then, they just couldn't accommodate. Uh, I was a senior manager. They couldn't accommodate me coming back part time. So I created my own business where I could work pretty much around my family needs. Um, and I've always focused on the northwest. It sounds really parochial, but <laughs> I up until the pandemic we used to meet every single client, every single candidate face to face.
0: Yeah.
1: To be honest with you, there is enough business in the northwest for me. Um, I was joined by my business partner for London, Laura Dutton, in yeah. 2016. She we'd worked together in our previous company, and she focuses on London. And she,
0: she lives in Manchester. She lives
1: Hale. in Hale. She does. She's a she's a Cheshire girl. And she actually moved back, um, although as we record this now, she's actually down in London. She does, she's now that you can do it again. She, she's been going back down to London once, once or twice yeah. a month. Um, and then Shannon's been with me. It must be coming up for five years, I think. Yeah, 2017. Um, and she focuses on the Northwest with me, but she moved to Leeds in 2019. So she also yeah. does Yorkshire. Uh, so we're we're a little we're a little, we're a little trio, uh, three Musketeers, to Rec. And we <clears throat> mainly place experienced recruiters. Um, and you know, we, we just love what we do. We do a lot in house now as well. The in house market has gone absolutely bonkers this year. Really? I
0: think
1: it's a significant change. I, I've always done ad hoc in house, usually when somebody that I've got a relationship with in an agency moves internally. But this year, I would say over the last six months, 50% of my own business has been in house.
0: Yeah, <clears> I always <throat> think that would be an easier job, like But is it? I mean, again, it's just my thought, but like top billing recruiters. Or really what everyone wants i'm like why would you often why would you move if you're doing well um but then there's got to be so many people that would prefer to not do bd and be in a cool company and you know say they work for spotify or whatever rather than say they work for abc <laughs> recruitment there's um, so
1: there's so many points you just made there first and foremost we're always all selling whether you're doing a delivery role whether you're doing an in-house role because we're selling to potentially candidates we're selling an evp
0: totally agree is, yeah
1: Being um, pedantic there, Um, but I think that actually having I have placed internally for since I've been going since two thousand and five, but as I say, (laughs) significant growth within that area. That it's a strategic career move for most people that they actually want to become part of, um, you know, stakeholders. They want to influence stakeholders. They want to, you know, potentially look at resource planning. A lot of them actually, certainly a lot of people that have placed over the last six months, they're going to, they will go down the CIPD route, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Because actually, when you look at what we do as recruiters, our skills and what we actually do in our job is so transferable and is remarkable in terms of adding value to a business. And let's face it, we are going to be talent short in every single industry for a whole generation. So mm. how we talent is going to be absolutely paramount to the success of every single end user client mm. but for a long time. So yeah. you are a significant part of that business. So I think anyone that I think when I think back to the recession of 2009, 2010, it was Absolutely, you know the in-house route. You were dismissed as a recruiter. You were a failed recruiter. I yeah. never got to that anyway. But now it really is a career path of choice, and it's actually, you know, it's very competitive to get into it. To be honest with you, so, would you say
0: it's is it an easier route to find? Is it easier to sell to candidates though for you?
1: Uh, not necessarily, because it, you you are potentially balancing or compromising on OTE. You know that you, you would you would hope that there was still some incentivization for achieving, you know, headcount or retention, whatever the company's the yeah. problem is. Um, but I think it all just depends on what the person's looking for. I think mm. culturally it's a very big shift. It's a very big change to do internal because you are changing what you know, you think about the recruitment industry generally, our culture is going to be very different to an end user client unless you're working for something that's like an advertising agency or a media agency where there's comparables. So yeah.
0: Big big change. It sounds, uh, it sounds like you've been, well, I know you've just been busy. Like The, the thing oh, about, so you joined my program in the, it was September, October or so, wasn't it, with 20, yeah. With Kyle was on it, Winterbottom has yeah. done amazing, he's done really well. There's a few real crackers on that program, Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, when you joined, you had all the energy, but I think you were saying to me, you know what, <laughs> it's just a bit of strategy, you just needed pointing them out. You didn't need everything, you just needed pointing in the right direction, and now... Like, what has the impact been? All the work that you've put into your brand, all the content, all the honesty, all the vulnerability, all the, all the knowledge bombs, like you launched a podcast, you've done all these things. What impact has it, How has it changed your day-to-day, would you say? Um, That's question I always get asked. What's the point? Like, why would it impact anyone? I, right, so
1: the reason I came on the podcast, because I think it's important to start with your why, is mm-hmm. that I knew I had confidence in writing content um, yeah. and I had confidence in putting myself out there um, largely because once you reach a certain age, you really don't give an F-U-C-K. <laughs> so I know I've got the balls to do that, um, but I knew I didn't have the strategy and I knew that I needed somebody to give me the methodology. I am quite a creative person, um, actually. I, I've only found that out in a lot of years um, and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to bring it all together so that I wasn't just this scattergun because that's how I felt I was being. I knew I was doing something right, but I knew that it, there was no method to it. And if I think about those th- those few weeks that we spent on the academy and I knew I worked really hard and I would do all the homework tasks and I would you know, literally follow your methodology, use everything that you told me to do. And I could even see in those first few weeks the difference in the impact it was having and the engagement it was having. And if I, if, I mean, I, I will now sort of leap forward to where we are at now in 2020. So I, I want, if someone thinks of rec to rec I want them to think of Leisha Holmes and Key Recruitment. If someone yeah. thinks about thought leadership in recruitment, I want my name to be up there. If yeah. someone thinks about recruitment podcast, I want them to think of recruiter- again, yeah.
0: what's the point? Like that's that's a more of a, of a brand awareness piece. I get yeah. it, but what, what's the what, what the 99% of people I speak to? They're like, Oh, I get that, but why? What's what's he gonna like? They don't want to be famous, they want no. to have a better business. Why, what, how has it impacted the business, would you say?
1: Um, that we have. Without a shadow of a doubt, a referral led business historically, we are getting exclusive candidates in a candidate short market that are coming to us and only us because of our content. One hundred percent. They trust right? They literally trust us. And when I'm when I see other people saying, you know, where are all the candidates? Where are all the recruiters? You know, rectorates talking about this counter offers. You know, the way to avoid counter offers, the way to get those passive, good candidates to come and talk to you is through sharing your content but it does not happen overnight it has taken time you know has it taken I don't think it's taken the full 18 months but I would say significantly getting if I I look back at ROI it it did take a good 6 to 12 months of continuous consistent content following the Coxo methodology I am now in a position where the, the level of candidate that I'm representing, I've just I've just placed my biggest fee ever. Uh, it's still very confidential. Can't talk about well, who it is. But this project, he came to me exclusively. Very senior name in the market, and obviously, when when he is revealed, I will met, definitely put on there that it came by a hawk, So, mm.
0: it's
1: it. So, in terms of what it's done for my business, is it's ensured that we are thriving in a yeah. very. You're a magnet.
0: You're an actual magnet now. Like you're not just. Yeah outbound 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 you're a magnet for it and, and, and it's great to see and i mean i literally you couldn't pay me to turn my my content my market you could not pay me to do it like it's literally as important as every other part of the business and and oh, yeah. the market's changing it's not there yet but it's changing um can i just make one
1: point actually i want to yeah. make a really good point that you You've mentioned, and I want to, Paul, you make it part of your daily habit. It's as simple as that. So you don't, you're not even thinking about it. Every every Sunday when I sit and do my prep, I literally write down what my post will be every day. Now, sometimes that changes because, you know, who would have known two yeah. weeks ago that there would be a war? So, you know, yeah. that week, it's like, right, we, we're just going to share, you know, compassionate things about Ukraine. But you make it a daily habit because we all know that once you form a habit, you don't think about it. No. <laughs> so you don't need to then overthink it because... Anyone that is is in any job, you have got something to share.
0: You know the guys at vincere Um, and they want to promote something called your or they, well they want to help you nail your CRM Tech Strategy playbook. So they produced a brand new playbook. It's like a bit like a buyer's guide for those shopping around for a new CRM. Um honestly, I mean the amount of questions I get about CRMs in the market is is insane. And I don't really actually know that much. I used Bullhorn in the past. I know the guys at JobAdder. They're all pretty cool. But the guys at VinCherry, in my opinion, are stepping up, right? So they've done – they've put together this document that will give you – it gives you an ROI-driven strategy to building out the feature checklist on your your CRM. It tells you how to assemble your um, evaluation team. It gives you some compliance and security uh, tips, helps you understand um, integration um, and – all sorts of due diligence when it comes to linking with your um, with your finance and other systems. So if you're interested, there's a link connected to this episode. Please book in there. Um, take the free information if you're thinking about moving CRMs. It's quite technical, but it's super important for you if you want to grow and scale a modern recruitment company. Um, also, if you're interested in working with them, if you go to www.vinceri.io forward slash rag, you will get an exclusive deal as a rag listener you just have to mention obviously that that link will will show you a listener but mention it on the phone as well the madness of it is like like if i look at my own fitness journey apart from i'm feeling quite crap today but i've already been out this morning and at the end of 2021 i looked at myself in the mirror on 29th or whatever it was of december and i was like i've had a great year like my life had transformed you know got into a relationship and I've, all sorts has happened and i've moved and i've had a great time and i've properly gone for it and business has gone brilliant like we doubled the business last year but i looked at myself and i was like i'm not the person i want to be like i've put on i'm the heaviest i can remember standing on the scales which i don't usually stand on the scales but it's nice to see a number so sometimes and think fuck yeah. and then and then i was like you know what i went back to i spoke to a mate of mine who's Basically, like like what people look at me on LinkedIn, I looked at him because I know he's like, I was with him 10 years ago and he was heavier than me. Now he's lean, he's in great nick and he runs every day pretty much and he does a few other things. But I was like, tell me what you're doing. And um, I realized it was exactly the same as my own academy. Like it was literally, you know, plan the week ahead. So now like this morning, I knew seven o'clock I was meeting him at a park. I already know tomorrow I'm going to be running about 5, 6 p.m. Um, because my brother's here and he's got an injury and I'm going to go at the end of the day I, I'm going to go after the I think the Liverpool West Ham game whatever. Like whatever. I genuinely know about five, six days in advance now when I'm going for my run and I went to Dubai for two weeks just got back I ran every day for 14 days on holiday which is nuts and I'm not running quick I'm not winning any awards like if, if you, you look at my times, my business partner walked into London today at the same pace I run I was like, <laughs> like, like I'm shocking Like, but oh, I, honestly, I feel amazing and it's and it's the small consistency. I, and I know I'm never ever going to be the best at anything. I'm never going to be the best marketer, the best recruiter, the best runner. I'm not, but I will be the most consistent. <laughs> I always was. I always will. You'll
1: be the best version of yourself. And can I just yeah. say, you're amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of people that were saying, "Shelly, looks you look amazing," because you do. It's true. <laughs> it's Consistency, and it's the habit, and it's you are only ever in competition with yourself. Yeah, act, exactly. Act
0: yeah and the amount of people who look at like i've literally just got off a call with a client that i've just said yes hopefully i won't name them but and they said their biggest reservation is going to be that you know the the customer base sorry the the, the leadership level in their business they're just like oh, we don't want to share ourselves we don't and i'm like it's up to you like no one's going to force you to do this but if you're already saying it on the phone you're already doing it in the meetings like just share it just just take five minutes like um but it, the good news is, it's changing. And I genuinely, I'm not just saying this. I think you've been a, you know, one of the best examples for us, and you've helped. And you know, I've been able to send. Look at what Leisha's doing. So keep it up. It's great. Um,
1: and thank you to everybody that supports my posts. You know, it, I do often send thank yous to people when they've gone out the way to share something. You know, there's. I have had some significant um, posts shared. I mean, usually it is the personal stories that that do better. Yeah because actually we're all humans and we're all going through something and i am happy to put myself out there and talk about things that maybe some people aren't comfortable talking about you know perimenopause half the population will go through it i'm yeah. happy to talk you know i talk one of the biggest stories has been my daughter being bullied at school but i resonated it to the language that we use you know thinking about you know how we just accept banter, and where does it draw the line in terms of banter, and when it's actually being cruel to people? And that that has had seven hundred fifty thousand views, right. and the, the level of engagement it's had with people, private messaging me, who are running businesses. Yeah. I was bullied at school, and it's never it's never left me. So don't be afraid to share personal stories i have to commend francesca at chrysalis for her
0: Unbelievable.
1: Was bumpy because yeah. i actually cried i cried when i read that yeah and the level of impact she will now have with her customer base because she has shared that about herself i can't imagine how brave she was to share that yeah we're all for the
0: really- context people don't know this is a girl who's just started on the academy chrysalis yeah. recruitment your recommendation and she we, we encourage you know you don't have to but we encourage people to start sharing more personal stories and she talked about her battle with anorexia didn't she yeah. and it, it's gone viral. It's gone crazy. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's insane. Um, but the mad thing is, it doesn't. You said personal stuff gets the most engagement. Well, I'm, I'm actually I'm, in the background. I'm clicking on my LinkedIn right now. Right? I posted one day ago. How much time do you are you wasting on LinkedIn every day? An average recruiter has the LinkedIn tab open all day and they scroll on the platform for fifty percent of the day. But almost every agency I ask um, have no plan to use it wisely. So they're spending all day on it. They don't know what they're doing. So I just asked a poll. Do you follow a clear plan on LinkedIn daily? Right. I only got 14 likes, which on the surface, mm. crap. Yeah. But I got 216 votes and 70, if I click on the vote, 73 people told me their name and wrote, I have no plan. To me, 73 people have just said they need my services. I've got <laughs> another 77 that said I kind of have a plan. And I've got 66 that say they do. So mm. I've got over 200 people I can now open up a conversation with. Thanks for engaging with me. You know, I've looked at your stuff. You say you've got a plan. I think you need help, or yeah. you've told me you've got no plan. I've got a plan for you. So, yeah. don't be. A, people don't always have to be like the the, the the likes and the views are great, but actually, mm-hmm. you can get you could get business from something that gets five likes. like. It, it's about sharing. If you're genuinely sharing shit that you believe yeah. in,
1: mm-hmm. that's it.
0: That's it. Second sponsor today is District Four these are the guys that help existing recruiters or experienced recruiters launch their own business they offer a really really impressive startup package to take away all the things that you simply don't want to get bogged down with so back office support um technology choices to be honest the things that vincere you've got to do yourself these guys will do it all for you and they've just signed an agreement with vincere so they will find it for you launching a business takes a lot of work trust me This is this five-year anniversary of Hoxo Media right now. And if I look back to when we started, now we use HubSpot in a a marketing sense, but the amount of work we put in to get the good business off the ground is insane. And whenever I speak to recruitment agencies, there's so much admin and work that goes on. I don't believe many recruiters are destined to be very good at half the tasks. So look, if you think you're ready to launch a company and you want to get going, but you really don't want to deal with 70% of the, of the back office stuff, then speak to them. And I guarantee that you will not waste your time. And that's www.district4.io forward slash hoxo I don't want this whole episode to be about branding um, because it's there's two things I want to talk about. Firstly is today is our Hoxo five-year anniversary. I know it's the show we had a chat about with you, which was a personal story, right? It's five years since that for you, yeah.
1: right? It's my, it, well, you're five years today. I'm five years tomorrow since my freedom day, which was the day that my husband of 17 years told me he was gay. Yeah, so great. I just can't believe, and I just smile because, you know, we are, even though I'm a solo parent and he, he lives abroad and it's very, very challenging for me on a personal level, I will forever be grateful to him for his kindness to me in how he came out in how he then behaved. You know, he hadn't cheated on me. No. In the journey that he's gone on you know he's he's retrained as a teacher he's teaching English he's absolutely he's loving life and actually the way that it's defined my own daughters and how they view the world and yeah I mean I I would not change a thing and if I think back to my life literally five years ago today I didn't have a clue what was about to happen in the morning
0: <laughs> no and it is mad like I look five years March it shows like my life is transformed in so many ways and it crazy. goes, it goes quick, but when you actually look at all the things you can achieve in a period of like five years, like I, I don't really ever look You've beyond. Created
1: that. A global business—you've created a global community, and you are literally transform, it's transforming thousands of recruiters' lives every year. You've been married and divorced.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a
1: daddy.
0: I've been married and divorced, and I've now got a partner with two step kids. Yeah, uh, well, not officially. But, you're you're you know,
1: living in about your fourth place, fifth. I'm place. not stop
0: moving. My life's gone nuts, but you know what I'm happy and I think you're the same right we're both yeah, happy I... we've both got so much to look forward to and I, I quite like like people say where do you want to be in the future 10 years 20 years whatever I think five years is genuinely as far as I can look so I'm you've commented I'm going to be 40 in five years and that is a that is the milestone when I started hockey so I had a 10-year plan Right, And I said, it in 10 years, I don't want to have to work after that. I said, that'll be the milestone where financially, I hope I'm in a position where yeah. I will want to work. I ain't going to retire, but yeah. I don't want to have to work. Oh, I, that's still in my mind, you know, in five years time, I want to be there. So and I'd say we're probably, you know, if, we, if, if you'd have told me halfway down, you'd be where you are, I'd have been, I'd have been pretty happy with that. Okay, so, well, I was
1: going to say that. That's why it's important to have these conversations mm-hmm. about, you know, benchmarking. And a timeline of where you are and where you thought you were going to be versus, mm. you know, if you just said to me five years ago, "This is where your life will be in five years," I'd have gone absolutely fabulous. Never would have predicted it. So definitely, I think ten years is just way too far, and that scares me to death because I'll yeah. be yeah. So
0: let's we'll
1: never, just go there.
0: It'll never come. It'll never come. But <laughs> today, today's episode is also we did, we wanted to touch on a, a quite a delicate topic, a sad topic um, mm-hmm. that you're, you know, we, we we want to raise some awareness because. Sadly, like late last year, your father passed away, right? And tell us just tell us what's what happened, if you can, in your own words.
1: So, dad was a, previously right, right up until really the last couple of years very healthy, very fit. Uh, you know, mum has always been a home uh, cook, so never had any fast food, always walked everywhere. Yeah. Um, he's had, um, type 2 diabetes that's largely because he does like he had a very sweet tooth um and in the last 12 months of his life he lost significant weight um but very typical of my dad's generation my dad was 73 um he you know always believed that he could overcome anything and you know was I mean he was second generation or first generation Holocaust survivor so he he wow. just had this inbuilt kind of re- resilience that you just you won't ever see again. You know, anyone that's from a sort of first or second generation Holocaust survivor, you just won't ever see that again. Um but of course we do have to add in a layer of, of the fact that it's very hard to see a GP, certainly last year and the year before. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of his generation, you know, were all probably nodding away. You know, they didn't like using the Ask My GP service. They want to speak to a doctor. They want to go and see a doctor. So my dad was having to jump through all these hoops. He dismissed all the signs, which um, sadly meant that it was by the time he got a diagnosis, it was way too late. I mean, from and it was
0: pancreatic cancer, wasn't it?
1: So, yeah, he, he got admitted to hospital because, I mean, he, he'd gone yellow um, and basically told it was – obviously had a liver problem. Um, and he, he finally took himself off to A&E. And within 10 days, he'd passed away. It was very, very rapid. Uh, pancreatic cancer, um, even if, you know, he'd have maybe gone into the GP at some point last year, it would have been too late anyway because the, the problem with pancreatic cancer is it hides away. And by the time the symptoms – are diagnosed, yeah. it it is already very problematic. Um and that's actually why the, the charity, I know we're going to come to the charity <laughs> chosen this particular charity, because their sole purpose is to raise funds for early detection because that's the key component of pancreatic cancer. How can
0: you detect? Do you know how you can detect it other than an no, MRI scan or whatever?
1: I'm not. I mean, they've. They, have the the charity was set up in 2004 by um, by Maggie Banks, whose husband had sadly passed away in his fifties from pancreatic cancer, and she'd she did a load of research into you know what pancreatic cancer re- funding there was out there, and actually, out of all the common cancers, it has it's on the lowest rung of funding because it's the most challenging one to treat. So, and that's where she, you know, she is the smallest charity out of all the pancreatic cancer charities that there are, which kind of sits really well with me actually, because I like supporting smaller businesses. She runs the business, she runs the charity totally on her own, and you know, trying to sort of raise awareness for this cancer is for me now absolutely paramount because out of all the all the common cancers, it has the lowest survival rate wow. once it's been detected. Only 5% of people diagnosed will live to five years. Wow. And when you hear that stat, it just makes... I mean, I'm just covered in goosebumps right now. Oh, no,
0: yeah, my neck's gone. I mean... Yeah. The, the crazy thing about finding issues is, you know, you look at your car, you have to MOT your car every year, like, legally, right? But, yeah, health-wise, we're not... There's no, like... I know there's a certain at a certain age, I think people have to go in to, to get checkups for things, but... I mean I'm thinking to myself now like I'm want I want to have like an annual MOT I think I want to I want to do that and and I don't know if you need it annually or every 6 months I don't know I'll get some advice but I think that's the only way I can see I can take control of my own future otherwise I'm just leaving it you know my diet's pretty good I've got a bit of a sweet tooth from I don't drink too much I exercise a lot but you hear stories all the time of people that are perfectly mm-hmm. healthy I spoke to my Dr Ari about it right you 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 know Dr Ari you had him on your podcast he's my he's my personal coach and you know, I had a bit of a scare recently, and he said, "Look, you know," he said, "probability of you being ill at your age with the health you've got is very low. Mm-hmm. Probability, so you know, you can live, you can live somewhat, somewhat comfortable in in that probability. But for, <laughs> that isn't enough for me. Probability, like I need to know. Like, <laughs> um, well, and I think I don't know. Like, it's such a sad thing because most people. I, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have a uh, an health private health policy, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people." can't mm. afford that. I know a lot of people don't have that. And I know the NHS is so understaffed and the stress yeah. of COVID and Absolutely. You know, it's, it's not realistic, but it's no, such yeah. a shame. And actually, what would the impact be on the population if mm. they did spot everything? I'm not sure they'd even want that as no. a, on, a, on, a, on a macro level. Um, yeah. But it is it is heartbreaking. And I remember you messaged me, I think the week he got diagnosed saying, you know, dad's in hospital and he's been diagnosed. And and before I knew it, you messaged me, he it was, it was gone. And I was like, wow, I didn't really yeah. know what to say to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's um, I mean, the thing with um, pancreatic cancer is, as I say, the symptoms are very hard to detect for for the people that have it. It's you know medical... you
0: have, like, could it could could it be detected though? If like you go and have a blood test or tomorrow would would they spot it or like if you? continue
1: I don't know the answer to that question. I will try and find out the answer to that before we share this.
0: Yeah, we need to know.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. no, I think that I don't know if the answers are on the pancreatic cancer research fund website. Um. But there is such little research funding. But since 2004, Maggie has raised 14 and a half million pounds for 68 projects. And wow. so because when I've understood the culture in the in the charitable, because this is all very new to me. Yeah. Medical researchers and those that actually are find, trying to find the cancer cures want to know that they're going to go on to a project where there will be an improvement or an outcome that is going to define their career. And so, because pancreatic cancer is so tricky to detect, it's really hard to get anyone to come and actually work on these projects. And I was like, what? Because on a recruitment level, I was like, whoa, you don't even think about that, do you? Yeah, yeah. So, I want to, I think it's, I think one of the main reasons I asked for your help with raising awareness about this event that we're going to talk about. Is that it can happen to anybody actually? And although mm. what Dr. Ari is saying is absolutely right, yeah. you know there are definitely triggers that make you more likely to catch or to, to be a victim of pancreatic cancer. For example, my dad was over seventy. Yeah, he had previously been a little bit overweight, just rotund, you know. Yeah, uh, had type two, type two diabetes, um, and his diet, although was very healthy from you know in terms of actual food, he, he did have a sweet tooth. So there but that doesn't mean that anyone that is fixing all those categories will get pancreatic cancer, but you're more likely to, yeah. uh, but we all know, you know, Patrick Swayze died from pancreatic cancer, you know, fit, healthy dancer, you know, so the point is it can happen. I mean, cancer can happen to anyone, right? We all know someone that's not survived. Yes. cancer. Um, so I think that the fact that, you know, contextualizing it, you know, dad's de- demise was very rapid. I mean, sepsis is effectively what killed him because it shut down all his organs. It was horrific. Um, but, you know, 10,000 people in the UK this year will be diagnosed with it. And that's just 10,000 people too many. So I want to be yeah. part of this. In a,
0: in, a, in a way, though, you almost want more people diagnosed early so we can get it. Because the problem is that 10,000, you can't stop it happening. You can only stop the, you can always, you only start to increase the, the survival rate, really, can't you? It's all um, about
1: early detection. Yeah. If it's detected early enough, like oh. any cancer, they can treat it. Yeah, it's, it's getting the early detection and, and it's the research into how so to answer your question how to detect it that's why this fund rather than you know and all those amazing charities out there Cancer Research UK and all the sort of bigger ones the most well-known ones but they apportion this is what was explained to me by Maggie they, they apportion funding according to the likelihood of getting the cure well. that's the reality of the funding so Maybe. that's so, why I'm in this charity
0: so let's tell everyone what we're doing and, and how they can get involved because it is oh. you know as soon as you told me there was it wasn't like a doubt in my mind it was more like when and what and then you've so kindly took the time to plan it all. So t- I don't think I even fully know what I've committed to yet. So t- <laughs> tell everyone what we're doing.
1: Change the plan. We're doing a naked calendar. No right.
0: That
1: <laughs> would be, that might be
0: easier, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it would be. And I'd probably be happy to do it, but I'd probably probably wouldn't do <laughs> many copies if it was me. And um, no, we are doing a walk because I can't throw myself out the plane. Solo parent. Don't really want to throw myself out the plane. So I thought, what's a challenge? What will be fun? What could actually get people involved on the day? Yeah. So on the 29th of April, which is the last Friday of April, we yeah. are setting off from my home, Lam's bottom We will be at the very famous urn or the Upton. What 8:30 a.m. Wow. We're planning to set off, so we'll have. We're going to try and get you know people cheering us on. We'll all be wearing our t-shirts. I've got ordered, waving our flags, having a yeah. little.
0: I'll probably, we'll be, stay, I'll probably stay at my dad's down the road for, yeah. for the night before if you'll he, if have he me,
1: me get, get a black pudding on the way we're gonna yeah. have the money tins that the charity's sending but we're only going to accept notes i'm not joking i'm not carrying it all the way with yeah. coins in it and we are then walking along the a56 all the way through berry yeah. whitefield presswich manchester yeah. sale and we're ending up in the beautiful town of altrincham yeah, which is where Laura, my business partner, lives. So we thought it was a very nice 20 mile walk. We anticipate if we keep a good pace, it will take till about four o'clock and we want to get as eight many- hours
0: of walk- Eight hours of walking-ish.
1: Yeah, we'll do it. The biggest challenge for anyone that's ever done a walk rather than a marathon is not needing to go to the toilet.
0: So- Yeah, you can't drink much. It,
1: all. you can, you sit, that's my little, I've, yeah. I, have, I have previously done a 37 mile walk. <laughs> Charity. I walked from Blackpool to Berry in in 2017.
0: Wow, that is a long way.
1: The biggest, apart from the fact I think I raised about four and a half grand that day on my own for the Super Josh Brain Tumor Charity, um, is that I only did two wee's. So that is going to be the biggest challenge. But we can stop off on the way. If anyone listening that's a client that's going to be in the office that day and you're on the A56, or that we don't really want to come off the A56, it's the main road from Berry into Altrincham. Yeah. Um, Come and say hello. Come and stick some money in the tin. Come and give us a brew a cake something to keep us have we,
0: got a, yeah, have we got a have we got a funding page though because we can't we rely on, we're not relying it. on notes on the day out Sure. No,
1: no 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 this is we have got we've gone for a punchy figure we're going for five grand which i think amongst the recruitment community come on guys we have a just giving page and actually the, it's my dad it's actually the last photo of my dad taken oh. in october 2021 and he passed away on the 21st so mm. it's a gorgeous photo of me looked really happy. Um, and it's a just giving page so it's as easy as i can. please remember to gift aid obviously yeah. you know the drill um so we will be sharing that with this po- uh, this podcast and as little or as much as you want to give but we do want to get people involved we want you sharing this um yeah. fund and getting involved on the day
0: well i'm going to start it off with 500 so i'm going to put 10 in straight away and then wow. okay. we're on the way we're on the way and i'll and i'll I'll be posting a lot about it. Hopefully like we we managed to get 40,000 for laptops which I know, I know that was that was more of a current impact on everyone so I don't I don't yeah. estimate it be the same and I think with what's going on in Ukraine which is devastating Absolutely. you know we a lot of people already putting themselves into it but That's five totally grand. with the network we've got with the I hope it's that you know the people of the northwest our 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 home city come come and step up oh, play, yeah. put some money in yes. um but, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Obviously, with all the running I've been doing, I'm, I'm looking forward to the actual walk as well. I think it'd be great for the fun.
1: biggest challenge that is coming out of Ramey. We have got a really steep hill, but then it's totally
0: flat. Yeah, um, well, Manchester's just, flat, like I'm living yeah, in Sheffield now, and I'm, looking, I'm not going
1: to take your Holcomb Hill, don't worry. And just yeah. hope that the Manchester weather holds out for us. oh,
0: yeah, spring April's a good time. I like, thinking back in the uk alone like april end of april is typically quite good a couple of years ago went Manch- 2019 i went to manchester end of april amma's birthday and we went we went out in the northern court and it was roasting so Gorgeous. i'm not sure i want it roasting but i'd love it No, i
1: don't want the- it roasting just not no. just dry is good it's dry. Yeah. to be honest with you but we can stay in the shade and definitely I'd, i mean look i i'm really pleased that you brought that up because you know when we booked this event nobody would have forecast what was going to happen with Russia mm. and Ukraine and you know I'm absolutely heartbroken Um and I actually only found out this week actually by my cousin who is actually going to hopefully join us on the walk that my dad's dad who escaped the Nazis in Poland in 1939 his family were from the Ukraine and I did wow. not know that yeah. that's very typical in Jewish Jewish family yeah. trees you just you kind of lose track of where because obviously a lot of them a lot of it got destroyed
0: yeah. my Irish god knows they're, they're all over the show
1: yeah it's so, so I do I do appreciate people are probably, you know, overstretched at the moment. If you've been donating or you've been doing anything like that, but even, you know, seriously, a five or a tenner by the imm- amount yeah. of people you and I must know,
0: it'll add up. It'll add up. Oh. Um, yeah. Have we got the Just Giving page ready now?
1: Uh, let me see if I've got it on my phone. No, but well, I'll send it, so you've got it. To yeah. Share. So,
0: it, it, guys, we're we're gonna make sure it's connected. If you if you look at the this podcast now, either on YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, iTunes, just look at the the, the right up below, and you'll see a link. Click on the link please make a donation. Like I say, as small or as large as you want, it really, it'll all add up in the long run. Um, And uh, I might try and rope a few more people in to do it with us. I'm going to have a look at um, who I can get involved, but either way, we're going to be filming. We're going to be posting about it. There's going to be loads happening. We've got enough time. You know, we've got only early March at the moment. We've got another six, seven weeks or so to promote this. So I'm hoping the more we bang on about it, the more noise and awareness we'll make. People will, will, will I mean, recruitment community will step up. I'm, I'm well, I have
1: no confident. doubt about it. And if you are, if you are in on that A56 at any point between Ramsbottom and Ultringham, and you want to join us for even like walking some part of it, you know, walking yeah. from White, please let us know. Where we go? Where do we
0: go through in town? Then is it straight down? Straight down Deansgate. Yeah, we go down Deansgate, don't we? So we down, we loads, of re- loads of recruiters around it's there.
1: Just, I mean, come on, seriously. We know it's a Friday, so the chances of you being in the office, but come on, this will be amazing fun. And I am. we are actually going to finish off at one of our clients in Old and they've promised they're going to put on a full spread. A few beers. Three yeah whatever you whatever you feel like you need after walking 20 miles they will provide
0: well i think Um, i mean i don't drink much anymore but i think one or two beers would be lovely after that i know you don't drink but i I think i'll be i'll be well on my way after two beers after that i'm
1: just hoping that they can put on a foot spa. in fact it's my next my next call after this foot spa you know a little bit of a massage possibly a shower
0: I love it, Alicia. Well, okay. Everything will be connected, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, as always, I appreciate everyone's uh, attention. Um, we will consistently be posting about this. Please do share it with other people in your in your business, in your community, um, and also think about. I know I'm, I'm just I'm not just saying this. Think about your own health. Can you get checked out? Do you have to wait until something bad happens for you to go to the doctors and have a look? Like I'm at the moment, I'm I'm investigating something myself, but there's no pain attached, but I want to make sure for peace of mind and the doctors think it's fine, but I would never have done that in the past. These days I'm just like, I'm not taking that risk anymore. Like, you know, life's too, too good and too important. Um, guys, it. Thank you so much. And I'll, uh, we'll catch you all again next week.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you as always for listening to today's show. I truly, truly hope that you got value from it. That's the only reason I take time every week is to ensure that my audience, future, and existing recruitment owners are learning from each other to make this industry that I love so much stronger. Today's episode is brought to you by Hoxo Media. I am the CEO and founder of Hoxo Media, and we are the world's leading content marketing and personal branding agency for recruitment businesses specifically. So we are working with over 200 agencies and 2000 recruiters right now both managing the brands, producing content, building written video podcast content for niche recruitment agencies all over the world, as well as coaching at a desk level individual recruiters in your businesses how to be better on LinkedIn. That's how to brand themselves. That's how to produce content. That's how to use the opportunity on LinkedIn to get traffic to their profiles and turn that into business. We're coaching people all over the world every single day. If any of that sounds of interest, please do visit www.hoxomedia.com or drop me, Sean Anderson, a personal message on LinkedIn and would love to talk to you. Tune in again next week. That's live on LinkedIn. I'll see you soon.